Halloween is a time of trick, treats, and culturally insensitive costumes. A bad Halloween costume can do more than just make you look lazy. It can get you canceled. Native Americans, geishas, and Southern Belle costumes have gotten people cooler than you canceled by social media. Should the classic witch's hat be added to the list of cancelable costumes? The origin of the witch's hat is a historical ball of string, and it's been said that witch hats were inspired by anti-Semitic laws in medieval Europe. So before you top off your Halloween costume with a questionable choice of headgear, let's look into the witch's hat. When it was first seen atop a witch's head, what inspired it, and if you are wearing an anti-Semitic dog whistle this year for your night of tricks and treats. That's what you're in for today on Impolite Society. Oh, I just detest rude, unladylike young ladies. I hope you don't mind me being a tad rude. I myself am strange and unusual. Don't be rude. That is some weird, wild stuff. Shocking, isn't it? It's a scandal! But it's provocative. Please stop making me blush. I'm Laura. And I'm the other one. Also known as Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, that's me. Ten points if you can tell her voices apart. <laughs> And this is the podcast that explores the taboo, the obscure, and the macabre shit that you know you love. This is Impolite Society. And hopefully that hook got you and you are going to keep listening to the end where I answer this question of if witches' hats are anti-Semitic. No one wants to get canceled for Halloween costumes. So boom, owned. I got you now, fuckers. You got to keep listening to the end to find out. For Halloween this year, I'm going to go as canceled. <laughs> Do you just like a big like blur face? Twitter followers zero. Yeah, and like That's a lot of true. thumbs There's downs like a billion. and yeah. things like that. Yeah. That's actually not a bad costume. I think we decided <laughs> it. Let's make it happen. I'm gonna be Mario for Halloween because that's how we roll in this house. We're all about the Super Mario Brothers. I decided I'm gonna be the shorter squatter one. Austin's gonna be the taller, thinner Luigi, and Charlotte's gonna be Pinch Princess Peach. And the baby's going to be towed. One time I dressed up as Mario for a blind date night party thing with my sorority. I was Mario and my blind date was Luigi. And then I had just broken up with my high school boyfriend literally the night before. And so I just made made out with that guy for, for like forever. Like we just... Did you have the mustache and did it keep like getting in your mouth? No, no. Were... I was actually like a really cute Mario, whichever one I was. Were you a... Sexy Mario. I had overalls and then I had like a red t-shirt that I had like rolled up to make it cropped. Oh, uh, you were a sexy And Mario. because I was like going through the drama of breaking up with your high school boyfriend, I was so skinny at the time. I hadn't eaten for like a week. Oh, so skinny and so drunk and so sloppy making out with this dude <laughs> at the party. <sighs> what a life. All right. I chose this topic because... One day, I was driving around, and I was thinking about witches' hats, as one does. Of course. And I just wondered, like, what is this all about? It's a very distinctive hat. No witch costume is complete without it. Without it, you're just a woman in black. And so I'm sitting here thinking, where the hell did this come from? What I didn't think when I was considering the witch's hat 
was how many other pointed hats there are in our world. Because I was sitting there, I was like, oh, witches' hats are pointy. There's not any other pointy no, hats. No, never. Uh, wrong. Throw a stone. There are truly a fuck ton of them. So what pointy hats in our world can you think of, Rachel? Well, the first and foremost that I think of, because I have a birthday party that I am planning, are those cute little party hats that are like a cone and sometimes they have a yep. fuzzy on the top and they got that plastic that goes under your chin and you feel like you're in some kind of non-consensual BDSM situation. And I did look into the paper birthday hat slash New Year's hat that's a very popular New Year's hat. So it's like a celebration style pointy hat. Uh, nobody knows where the hell that came from, but good Good call out. That is a distinctive pointy hat. What else you got? Oh, man. I didn't know I was going to be on a quiz show. Um, Okay. I also remember for Halloween, since it's top of mind, one year Mm -hmm. I was a princess and I had a big, tall, pointy cone hat that went with it with like a little streamer that followed behind it. Like a scarfy kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. That is called the Henin, and we will get into that one when we talk about some histories and theories about the cone hat. The cone hat. The hat of cones. Okay. (laughs) Well, now that you say cone hat, that also reminds me of like another use of it. And I'm thinking a different holiday, the Christmas story. I feel like there was a scene where Ralphie was like sitting in the corner and he had this tall white cone hat on. Maybe I'm making that up, but I believe it was the same era. It was like the dunce cap yeah dunce dunce cap dunce hat i there was not one in the christmas story but oh, you're shit. you're spot on that thing absolutely existed and i also looked into this one this one needs its, its own episode it is super fucking interesting uh but yes that is another pointed hat from antiquity what else you got you know what children need more of these days just public shaming what? just put them in the corner <laughs> with a dunce hat on <laughs> um Thinking, thinking. Da, da, da. White. Da, 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 oh, da, da, oh da. can I say this? Like a white pointy hat, that also brings to mind some imagery. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? White pointy hat that has a hood and maybe say like it, a burning cross. It. It's like a Klansman hat. Does that count as a pointy yes, hat? Yes, it is. It is a pointy hat. And that one is very anti-Semitic. We can... uh you know, definitively say on that pointed hat, definitely anti-Semitic. But fun fact, they totally stole that. From the bald knobbers? From... <laughs> no, the bald knobbers have a different, but the also pointy hats, right? bald knobbers, they've got two little pointy horns, just like devil horns. But the clan, they totally stole that from Spanish Catholics. Like if you look up um, Spanish Catholic hats or something, it's going to come up because it's weird. It's, it's, Exactly a Klansman outfit, and it's called the Capriote? Caprot? I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. And it is the exact costume that's used to signify punishments or penances in the in Spanish Catholic culture. But yeah, another pointed hat. I feel like you got, you got one more left in you. You can do it. You can do it. This is like a popular one. You see them a lot. I see them a lot. Where might I see them? Fantasy. Um, little people wear them. Little people? Oh, oh, would I maybe see it in a garden? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, this is definitely ringing a bell because I'm a big Sims 4 fan and like the new Sims 4 world, sometimes these little gnomes pop up and they always have Oh, their... do they come alive? They just like show up in your house and move around and it's bizarre <laughs> and it's kind Cute. of scary. So I'm going to say like 
gnomes, right? Like I'm thinking like the Keebler elves, like yeah. little mythical men. Yeah. So like this is the the little people hat. So no like garden gnome statues, they wear them. Snow Wives little dwarves <gasps> wear them. Smurfs, they wear them too. Tiny people hats. Tiny like people hats. Little... I just want to be big. It's like, <laughs> hi, I'm a little man. I just want to be big. I wear a big hat to make it look bigger. <laughs> big pointy hat. So this is the Phrygian cap, and we're going to talk a lot about them, too. So that was good. Uh, applause for Rachel and her pointy oh hat Oh, my gosh. Good thing I studied up on pointy hats. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the point that I had was the hats. I mean, they're, they're pointy all over the damn place. There's nothing unique or special about a hat being pointy, which is really one of the big reasons that it's hard to nail down why this is the hat for witches. Capital T, capital H. It is just like the hat. Because some of these cone hats are good, yeah, like princesses and birthday hats, and some of them are bad, like witches and dunce caps and clansmen hats. So everything in this world... Hats are tricky, and it's complicated to find out what is going on here. But the imagery of a witchy woman in a tall, pointy black hat started to appear around the 1720s in America and England. And these first came into these little penny children's books, you know, like little engravings, you know, in storybooks and things like that. And they quickly started to spread. And this is not a European thing. This is something to note. Those on the continent, so in Spain and uh, France and, you know, wherever The else, homeland of have, witches. Exactly. They have their own folklore of what a witch looks like, and it is not a tall, black, pointy hat. They've got, like, scarves around their heads. You know, Baba Yaga, she doesn't wear a point of witch hat. I was going to say, they have houses with chicken feet, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're subtle. They're way more subtle. Exactly. So before these 1700s illustrations, witches were usually drawn as being naked, wearing bonnets or scarves, and dancing around fires, not cauldrons. Like that I like, wasn't the imagery. I like that even though they're nude, they're like, I got to keep my neck warm. You know, I don't oh, want to no, They were catch... headscarves. They were headscarves like around their oh, face. Oh, over their head mm-hmm. and their face. Okay. So as a reference point, because I was looking this up, I was like, I need to orient myself in time here. So when were the Salem witch trials? They oh, I got took this. Place. AP US history. I want to say they were in the late 1600s. You would be correct. That was the essay I had to write. Something about America in the 1600s. And my teacher said, they never ask questions about the 1600s. Guess what we all fucking wrote about? The Salem witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1692 and 1693 where all this came from. So this depiction of the pointy witch hat came after all of that nonsense. So that it wasn't like, you know, Jane Goody was like, you're a witch. Just look at that hat. You know, back in those days. Mm-hmm. And I saw Goody, Goody Proctor with the devil. Goody Proctor. I was like, I'm searching for a name and I couldn't they find it. They tore down God and built up a whore. Oh, my God. I try to quote the crucible in my day-to-day life as much as possible. I need to rewatch I, it. I held you while you sweated like a stallion. Ooh, that sounds sexy. It is. It is sexy? Okay, good. Because <laughs> so I was like, ooh. Uh, a lot of things that involve the devil and witches are sexy Duh, Obviously, n- dancing nude around fires. That's literally the opening sequence of The Crucible. Okay, that was a huge aside. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Okay, back to the research. So, once though this association was made, 
it was done. It was forever the the witch hat. And when that wicked witch of the West appeared on the silver screen, thank you, Frank Baum, it was set in stone. That's literally the iconic witch with the iconic witch yep. look, yep. right? She paved the way, you know, well, I guess not because they did that in the 1700s, but it solidified somebody, it for everyone yes. ever. Yeah, somebody in the 1700s drew a witch hat on a witch, and I'm just curious to know, how did that happen? Oh, you and a lot of people. Because it is hard to pin down. There are a ton of theories, but I'm going to start with the Phrygian cap. This is the hat of little people and gnomes. Why? I don't know, but it is the one of gnome, dwarf, and smurf fame. They want to look taller. (laughs) Maybe that's it. So this cap, it's like a soft, floppy thing. It has a point at the top, but it kind of, yeah, flops forward, all lackadaisical. A la Smurfs. (laughs) Yeah. And it has an interesting history because to the Greeks, it was the hat of the, quote, barbarians that they found in Iran, a.k.a. anybody who wasn't Greek, right? The the surrounding areas. Yeah. But over another few hundred or a few thousand years, because who can keep all this fucking ancient like Nobody literal knows. ancient Any, history. Anything that happened before the last, you know, thousand years, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Like, even the last fucking thousand years. <laughs> fuzzy. Yeah. What exactly. happened yesterday? Yeah. Who knows? Truth is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> it's a mystery. But so the Greeks, they turned into Romans. And in Rome, some cult of mysticism started wearing those hats, those floppy Phrygian hats. So somewhere down the line, it got associated with weirdos. But then, plot twist, it became the liberty cap because Romans assigned it to freed slaves to wear, like when they became... So they knew they were former slaves. Yeah, but also it was a point of pride for people like, yeah, I used to be, but I ain't no more. This is all about my freedom. And it was picked up by French and American revolutionaries as a symbolic hat in the 1700s. You'll see it in a lot of uh, imagery from France and early United States. But the 1700s is around when those witches started to be drawing wearing the hat. So I think we're going to call that bunk because it's just too, like, it was associated with weirdos back in Roman times and then picked up again in the 1700s as a liberty cap. But then they're saying, oh, that's maybe where the inspiration came from. No. Like, it's all around the zeitgeist in America and Britain as like, this is the liberty hat. Oh, but I'm going to remember oh. a thousand years ago when these weirdos in Rome wore it. But so. what if it was the British people who were like, oh, these weirdos are trying to be no liberated. They took it themselves. Like, we, like the, the Americans were like, yeah, we like this hat. And the- no, but what if the, it thought, did it the, the pointy hat start in England or did it start in America? Uh, it started with the Rome. Oh, the, the pointed hat was in America and England because oh, at that time okay. we're the same. Because I thought it was like a diss. It was like a diss on Americans like, oh, no. they're walking around with their little liberty caps. No. But that is an interesting thought that what the weirdos wear could then become a mythological symbol of the future. So like what would be that symbol of weirdos for the future? Would it be like giant wallet chains and like baggy black pants the trucker hat the trucker hat (laughs) i fucking hate that shit (laughs) that's just laura's personal preference that's not like what weirdos wear i don't know yeah we're we're the weirdos i guess 
I mean, I wear like wide brims hats whenever possible. I have a hard brimmed one that I wear very rarely because it is very hard to drive in and it will fall off my head all the damn mm. time. But I think it looks really cool. But I don't wear it very often. But is that a point? Is that a point of differentiation between the witch's hat and all these other hats? Is that the witch's hat does have a wide brim? Yes. That is a unique thing because pointy is ahead? one thing. No, 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 you didn't. I think that's a good point because, I mean, hats, they have several components. They have the top and then they have the brimmy section. The Phrygian cap has no brim. It is literally like a cap. It just kind of sits on your head. And that is distinctive about it. So let's go into another theory that does have a brim. And so this... Okay. It's the theory that witch hats come from the alewives of medieval times. These were women who home-brewed and sold beer in the streets. And I'm sorry, uh, what is that? This is a woman who could make some money without a man? Uh, Uh-oh, better shut that shit down. And these women who did that, they would also wear these tall black hats, not pointed, but tall and flat on the top with a wide brim in the marketplace to be mm. easily found by the town drunks. <laughs> of course. I mean, y- y- you got to n- make known what you're selling, right? And you got to know your target audience. Marketing. Get yourself a gimmick. Get yourself a gimmick if you want to get a home. Okay. So that's what those alewives started to wear. And then there was a plague, the black one particularly, People started to think that these women, oh, gosh, they're poisoning people because they're weirdos that are outside of societal norms and therefore can't be trusted. Women making money on their own. They're married to the ale. (laughs) Yeah. Contributing to, you know, drunkenness around you and all that. Though in medieval times, it probably didn't have that stigma because literally every water was a little bit alcoholic. Otherwise, Uh, you really get a plague. (laughs) Exactly. And- and that's what they're, they're saying. Oh, they're poisoning people. And I'm like, well, I mean, they probably did poison some people with their shitty brew techniques and contaminated water. But that's a sign of the times and not an I mean, indictment of alewives. Everybody was getting poisoned a little bit every day, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's welcome to medieval Europe where you sleep in the pig filth and the streets run with shit. Yeah. Welcome to dysentery land. <laughs> That's magical. Let's go back to the good old days. Yeah. uh Let's make the world medieval again. Yeah. uh It is theorized that the 1700s England and America, they took that image of the tall black hat of the alewives, made it pointy to look like a devil horn. Oh, of course. The one horn sticking out of the devil's Mm -hmm. forehead. I remember that. (laughs) I remember it well. And, And took that image of then poised over a brewing kettle or a cauldron, boom, witches, witch hat bitches. Okay, um, this one tracks. This one, there's a lot of things lining up here. Sounds like it. If you see those images, the alewives especially, you're like, oh, I feel like this could be legit. But I'm sorry, no. People way more versed in this stuff, the historical fashion and things like that, they say that it's bunk. The time span between those two is way too long. So I'm going to believe those experts. And I'm sorry, Vice. I don't think you got it right. Oh, from Vice? That was the one? Oh, it wasn't just Vice. There was a lot of different articles about it. But there are like uber nerds who are like really into historical dress. 
that were calling bullshit on it. Like at least I saw two articles that called bullshit on it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to believe the Uber nerds and that this one doesn't check the, the sniff test. But total badass for the original brewers being women. Like good, good, good on our gender, you know? Making that Skrilla. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% for it. Anybody who sloughs societal norms. Beer is such like a man thing. It's a man thing these yeah. days. But yeah. They were homebrew you know, kits and all that. Yeah. Before beer was brewed by tubby men in their late 30s and 40s with <laughs> in their mustaches and ha- or handlebar mustaches and thick beards, it was brewed by lovely ladies that... Literally married the art of <laughs> creating alcohol. Or more likely, they probably married a man who died early and they're like, fucking hell, I got kids I gotta keep alive. What can I do? Yeah. <laughs> Put me in front of a cauldron, baby. <laughs> Give me that fucking hat. I'm selling this shit. Well, the next time I go to a beer festival, I'm dressing up like an alewife. That's Ooh, all I'm saying. Oh, I like that. That's fun. Yeah, Maybe we should go to the Renaissance Festival dressed as it. Leave the later hosen behind. It's all about the alewives. <laughs> <laughs> but look up the pictures of alewives, like, and you you'll be like, okay, I can see. Oh, I can I'm hundred percent. I'm already there. I literally have it pulled up right now. Yep. Okay. The next theory is the henin. That's that tall princess hat with the little scarf, and yeah. it does look a lot like a witch's hat. Make it black. Add a brim. Voila. So these hats, as you can imagine, princess hats, they were indicative of nobility status. And I read a few articles that said it was possible that with the Inquisition and all these accusations of heresy and witchcraft, which were often thrown at women, caused it to be the inspiration for witches' hats. So women, especially pretty women, equals danger. A woman who can seduce you with her magic pussy... Ooh, that girl, she's evil. She's a witch. I think every pussy is magic, so watch out, men and lesbians. Devil horns on the pussy. Oh, I think that that is probably some kind of fungus that you should get get looked (laughs) at. (laughs) But again, on this one, the timeline does not add up. Two to 300 years later, these children's books, authors decided to use the henin. Yeah, mm, it, mm, no. It just as also just like what was the jump there? Yeah, the heresy and witchcraft, and then like oh, so I witch fair people will blame the devil for a lot of things that exactly. they get caught doing. So they're yeah. like, oh, that lady with her tall hat, she was you know sent to by that guy, and then um, and then they put them on trial. Again, it's a bit of a stretch. It is. It absolutely is. But like you know that look, the medieval look where like the two humps on the on the head kind of like covered by a scarf. Yeah, or, that's or one of the like images Maleficent. that's pulled up. Yeah, think mm-hmm. Maleficent. Those were popular at the time with nobility. Um, and then, you know, this more draconian time comes along, Spanish Inquisition, where we're saying everybody's a fucking heretic and oh, Look at those. Those look like devil horns. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just, what a whimsical life it would have giant horns on your head, day to day wear. Yeah. Man, I can't even be bothered to brush my hair most days. Nobility that doesn't have jack shit to do. That's like why freaking Downton Abbey people living in their goddamn giant 
uh, mansions in the 1900s had people to dress them and the rest of us were like trying to you know get our lives together and they're sitting there in their sunday best every night eating yeah, dinner well, that's all they had to do times haven't changed that much you know look at the rich what rich people wear today that's just as crazy it's not even just their clothes they just put a bunch of plastic in their ass so that's, oh, literally plastic in their butt cheeks. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you, you did the episode on I it. I know, I know. <laughs> it took me, I'm like, plastic in their ass. I'm like picturing butt plugs. And then I was like, oh, oh, oh actually sure they in do their that. ass cheeks. Oh, I'm sure that they do. Because once you have enough time and money and power, you got to raise the bar to get a thrill. And And sidebar, that's where like all our inspiration comes from, right? Like our life inspiration of like this is how we're supposed to be living comes from celebrities and and influencers where they have more money than we could ever dream of having. And we're supposed to chase that dream and buy all this shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the medieval influencers wearing like a fucking Henan and then the rest (laughs) of us are buying like these really cheap felt Henans (laughs) off Shen or like some Asian (laughs) copy and they're flopping all over the place. (laughs) The wish.com version. Oh, God. Shop like a billionaire. (laughs) Shop like the Lord of Dunbarry. (laughs) So next one. This is the clickbaity one that you've been waiting for. Is it anti-Semitic? All right. To understand this, we've got to go way back to the beginning of our second millennia, the year 1000. This was a time where there were very few books. There was no printing presses, and every book had to be painstakingly written and illustrated. So every book out there had some weight to it. Every book ever created was written by some virgin in a castle somewhere. <laughs> yes. And, and these books had weight, literally and figuratively. Most of these books were religious texts because nobody else had time, you know, to sit there and write things except for fucking virgins in their tower who were getting paid by the church to sit there and draw this fucking book. What a life. So our ability to understand why things were drawn the way that they were in this time frame is very, very fuzzy. There is... Uh, there's a really great video. It's linked in the show notes. It's really interesting. It is by jewishunpacked.com. Awesome, awesome video. And they were talking about these texts and that there's this Jewish text, this book out there, where all the people in it are birds. It's made <laughs> by Jews for Jews. They're all drawn Featuring as Featuring birds. birds. <laughs> <laughs> They're all drawn as birds in clothing. Doing daily tasks. Why? Oh. I don't know. Nobody knows. So my guess is that the the virgin they had locked up making it, he's like, I'm really bad at drawing people, but you know what I got down? <laughs> I Birds. Fucking birds. I can draw a bird. Like, look at this. This bird is exactly how you see a bird in your day-to-day life. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Go with it. Just give it a pointy hat. <laughs> so in this year, in, in 1000, this hat... This Yudin hat started to pop up in religious texts. And it's not a yarmulke because when you think Jewish hat, right, you think of the yarmulke. Like a little bowl upside down on your head. Exactly. But this is not that. This looks a little bit more like a Phrygian cap of the the dwarf fame, but without that little cute fold. It's just like a little 
little pointy hat. And in some of these texts, um, a lot of religious figures are wearing it. And in other texts, it's just the religious figures from the Old Testament, a.k.a. the Jews. Then in, in later texts, a few, like 50 or 100 years later, it was worn in some imagery by the Jews who were killing Christ. So we got into that anti-Semitic, like, Jews killed Christ, not the Romans. Wait a minute, Romans, Jews, who knows? Difference doesn't matter. I mean, I think it was the the Romans who actually did the killing, but it was the Jews who were like, yeah, take him. We want the murderer back, you yeah. know? Yeah. Details, details. Uh, so And it, they were all wearing pointy hats. <laughs> apparently. And so, some of them were birds. <laughs> So it gave this pointy hat, the Juden hat, a bad reputation. And so no one really knows if Jews actually wore them in this time period or if it was artistic license, some sort of like indication of like, oh, this pointy hat like means this person is enlightened. And then later it was twisted to be like, oh, this person is Jewish because they're the ones who are killing Christ. Nobody knows. If you want to connect the dots on funky hats and religion look no further than the Catholics. I mean, mm-hmm. big weird hats are kind of a part of the dogma of the religion Pope hat, in general. Like this tall, like, honestly, it's a little the pointy Pope, there at the end. The cardinals, like, they all have funky hats. I mean, it's no surprise that the Jews had funky hats, too. Yeah, everyone's got to get down with their hat, their hat game. That's why I wear such unique hats. I'm just like, you know, I got to stand out. Well, yeah, because you have the wealth to display <laughs> yeah, in the form the of having fancy hats. You know, the rest of us plebes are just toiling away. I have scarves. Four hat boxes in my closet with multiple z- hats in them. I have zero hat boxes in my closet. Do you need to be lent some hat boxes? No, because I don't have any hats to put in them. Well, then you need some hats. Okay, so... <laughs> Fast forward about 300 years, so 1267. Some church council in Europe, again, the continent, decided that to identify themselves, all Jews had to wear a version of this hat. And I think if I'm, I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure that this is in Belgium, like so right next to Germany, so that they could ID those Sneaky, sneaky Jews on site. Because, I mean, I don't think it comes to a surprise to anybody. Like, anti-Semitism is not a new thing. It has been running through history as long as there has been Christians and Jews. And truly, uh, this hat that they said that they had to wear on site, it is a fashion crime. It is really fucking dumb looking, okay? It is. Oh, no. It's like a sorry game piece on the head. So, like, <laughs> it's like a wide brim. And then it yeah. slopes upward to a point, but then the point extends, and there's a little, little like knob a little and ball, ball on top. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, And so these countries all over Europe, not just Belgium, but in the surrounding areas, they adopted this mandatory Juden hat around the 17th century. And 100 years later, in the 1700s in America, that's when you start to see witches in pointy hats appearing in drawings. I mean, this sounds, this the evidence is stacking up. But I will also just say, I cannot imagine loving any god enough to look like a fucking fool. Yeah, it really does. It looks fucking stupid. In, in his name. But this this is tracking and knowing how uh, 
uh, history has been to the the Jews. I I um, it tracks. Let's just say it tracks. Yeah, because a lot of the tales that we tell about witches were the same ones that they used to tell about Jews. You know, they ate children, they sacrificed people, they drink adrenochrome. Wait a minute, that one might be a little bit newer from the uh, QAnon fame, but it's all the same shit. Kind of like what I learned in the Satan episode, which is the same, it's like kind of the same with religion in general. Rolling Stone. Picks up anything it don't like. Everything old is new again. So QAnon is picking up all this same shit. We're sacrificing children. We're drinking blood. We're doing all this kind of stuff. We're stealing their power. They used to say this about Jews. Now we say mm. this about the rich elite. That that don't tread on me tramp stamp is really talking through the microphone tonight. I just want to clarify. I do not have a don't tread on me tramp stamp. Also, <laughs> I do not associate with QAnon with don't tread on me. Other people might. I do not. It's a separate thing to me. And I just want to be Republican I- things or right wing things are all glumped together, Rachel. I just want to be clear too, clear up, clear the air here. I do love and follow Satan. So okay, let's keep going. <laughs> All right. All so right. This is so- sounding very bad for the pointy witch hat. It sounds like y'all are a bunch of anti-Semites, and I'm gonna call. Is there any kind of Jewish organization? Oh, I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is. I'm not a Jew, but I imagine that there we live is in one. a very uh, not. Jewish affluent. area. Yeah. I, I was going to say not affluent part of the country. Yeah. So we don't know a lot of Jews. Sorry. <laughs> We're poor. But the problem with this theory is the witch's hat is a British and American thing. It is not a European thing where these Juden hats were worn and mandated. And I think a lot of Americans, myself included, Think of Britain as being a part of Europe, but it, truly it isn't. And then that's Brexit aside. It's a whole different continent. The culture and the influences are way, way different. Oh, 100%. They don't want to be a part of it. They're no. like their own thing. They're doing their own thing. They're, they're British. And we take America, we take a lot of our cultural cues from Britain as opposed to Europe on the continent. So nobody can say for sure, but... I'm pretty sure, and most, again, other experts that I've uh, consulted, a.k.a. read articles on, agreed that this one is probably bunk. Witch hats are not anti-Semitic, at least not in the way that anyone is sure about or can prove. So, hey, wear that witch's hat. Whatever, crisis averted, don't get canceled, you're fine. But when has the facts ever been important to True. cancel cancellation you know mm-hmm. if somebody says this could be this could be that you're donezo yeah. so let's just the next time when you go out on halloween and you see like a little girl in a little sexy witch costume just say mm, canceled <laughs> somebody with the wizard cap gandalf canceled <laughs> gandalf no. is anti-semitic um the sorting hat in harry potter no. canceled canceled so anti-Semitic. It might as well be white and pointy. I have a different theory about what is going on here. Uh, Where the hashtag inspo for this hat that became the hat for witches, there's one last theory. This is the one that I would put my, my money on. It makes the most sense. And that comes down to oatmeal, my friend. Ooh, I do like a good steel cut oat. 
Who doesn't? And who makes the best steel cut oats? Uh, a guy who wears a tri-cornered hat. It is not a tri-corner hat. Look at it. It is okay. not. It's a Quaker. Quakers, the guy in the box, wears a wide-brimmed black hat. It's not pointy, but it is very wide and very black. It's a little bit tall, but flat at the top. Oh, and it is you a are pretty, right. Yeah. It is a pretty fly fucking hat, but it was also quite the controversy in its time. So let's talk about Quakers, my friends. I actually really like Quakers, so I am ready for this combo. I love Quakers. I have a really, I've got a lot of thoughts about Quakers. Laura okay. wanted to be a Quaker. I did. I... I did. I looked it up. I looked up some like Quaker gatherings and then I read about them and I'm like, this sounds a little intimidating. I don't know that I could do it. Okay. So Quakers. Also known as the Religious Society of Friends. They literally Aww. called each other friends. Everybody is friend, which is, I mean, adorable. And they are Protestant Christians who split from the Church of England around 1650. So if back you're tracking England, America, 1650, we're like right in that sweet spot of American yeah. and English. They, but that's still like 100 years after the Church of England was established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're closer I, I, to- I know my Henry VIII knowledge. <laughs> but we're closer to the 1720s, which is around when these witch hats came about in, it's in culture. enough time for it to like simmer and hit that association, that exactly. cultural association. So, <laughs> cultural associations, not appropriations. So, Quakers, they do not believe in creeds. They do not believe in hierarchical religious structures. They believe that the light of God is within all of us. They had women preachers, and they told everyone that they were priests in their own rights. They did not need a man on a pulpit to give them God's message. And as you can imagine, this was not well received by the churches at the time. Threat, scary, red lights, People telling you you don't need a man above you telling you what to do and giving you tithings to. Oh, mm, can't have that. Thre threat level midnight. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But these really are the hashtag good guy Christians. They really so are. Good for them. Good for the religious society of friends. Yeah. And Quaker, just a little side note, Quaker, uh, quote, worship ceremonies are often entirely silent where people just sit in a room together and then people randomly blurt things out. And I'm like, I don't know that I can do that. Like, it just sounds too awkward for a stranger to walk in that's not familiar. No. Okay, that sounds familiar. So you have to, like, you wait until you feel in, like, compulsed. the Holy Spirit. Yeah, compulsed. And But what if it was just, like, I have to fart. <laughs> yeah, you're just, like, looking at somebody in front of you, and you're just, like, droopy boobs, man boobs, droopy man boobs. Because I feel compulsed to say that kind of shit all the time. Mole. And I say, mole, 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 mole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, just, oh my God, they look like they haven't seen the sun in 50 years. <laughs> Is that God? Is that God telling me to say that? Probably not. So Quakers, they also, they don't fight in wars. They have their own way of dress. Uh, simple dressings, always. Um, they refuse to swear oaths, like oaths to country. They or like the like Pledge that. of Allegiance. Yep, exactly. They oppose slavery and they don't drink. So they are teetotalers. They were generally not liked wherever they went. Well, who could like somebody who's not going to like 
swear an oath of allegiance, right? I don't quite know where you stand. Exactly. You're not going to have my back in a battle and you're not going to say that you believe in the same things that I believe in. And also we can't get shit face together. (laughs) I I don't trust you. I mean, the inherent human bonding experience, right? You get shit faced and then like tell each other your dark secrets and bond. That's like where all my friendships begin. (laughs) I know this one did. Oh, yeah. They were in the Americas along with the Puritans in the 1660s. Puritans are not the same as Quakers. I feel like people a lot of times get them confused. And uh, the Puritans, they killed a bunch of Quakers for heresy because they were teaching basically the antithesis of what Puritans believed. Puritans were telling people, listen to your leaders, fall in line. Women are subservient to men. And to Quakers... In other words, the same shit we're being sold today. I mean, yeah. I mean, by certain people. By certain people. I'm, I don't paint everyone with a broad brush, but I I feel you. Okay, this is uh, the same message for the last thousands of years, Laura. Okay. Don't act like All it's right. like You're me right. being political. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. But the, the Quakers... Uh, to the Puritans, they were straight from hell. They're threatening this new country, this new way of life, and they tortured them, they drove them out, they executed them. America! <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> Not too far to how the witch was to be treated, right? I, and no one should suffer a witch or a pacifist. So let's go <laughs> on. <laughs> to live. Yeah. But the rub, Quaker hats, they aren't pointy. But... There is some historical hubbub about Quaker hats in general. One of the Quaker founders, George Fox, he refused to take off his hat in the presence of Oliver Cromwell. And if you don't know that name, it might ring some vague bells. Prominent English statesman. And when George Fox was asked why, he replied... When the Lord sent me forth into this world, he forbade bade me to put off my hat to any high or low. Such hat honor was invented by men in the fall and in the alienation from God. Oh, I like it. That was wonderful. I love that. And so the result of this very impassioned response was to him being imprisoned for three separate occasions of this problem. And in the States, or what would become to be known as the States, because in that time frame, we're not yet an independent country. We are an English Just a colony. Just fucking randos out in a bunch of wilderness. <laughs> exactly. The Quakers there, they refused to ever take off their hats in public in solidarity with their founders. So for Again, me... Again, no God is worth that level I, I take my hat off take my top off you know i'm trying to stay alive in public well that's a, but that's the thing right these are very principled people you know and and so to them couldn't, they said cut it <laughs> they said no i'm not taking off my hat this and is, i'm willing to die and for i'm it. willing to die for it exactly which is which is no. kind of ridiculous it is <laughs> but you know i i gotta respect consistency it's not my not my thing, but, you know, people do as they do. And and for me, I think this one is the winner. It fits with the geography. So we're looking at America and England. The timeline fits. Quakers were originated in 1650. 
give them 50 years to move over into the really United States. Really make an impression. Make an impression upon people. There's this hat incident and the big hubbub with the hat. And, of course, the similarities with the look of the hat, minus the pointiness, persecution of the Quakers. And I think that what happened is just some artists of the day took some artistic license, gave that hat a pointy end. Again, pointy symbolizing, you know, devil, a devil horn, maybe, according to some people. And bingo, you got yourself a witch's hat and the easiest Halloween costume all time. If you don't own a witch's hat, do you even Halloween? Well, I don't think I own a witch's hat, but I do Halloween because I'm insane. I mean, but okay, so if you're making fun of not making fun, if the if it really did come from not liking the Quakers, is that any better than not liking the Jews? Here's the thing. Has America ever not been an equal opportunity prejudice, right? Like, could this be a combination of the Quakers and anti-Semitism? Like, all these people who are different than us, slap them together, put them on a witch, and burn them at the stake. I mean, I think that's a good point. It, but the, the difference being, of course, there there are not a lot of Quakers anymore. Like, look it up. It's it's there's one in the whole like St. Louis, St. Charles, like taking just like a, one. Uh, yeah, one church in all. Oh, of the I think area. You meant one Quaker, and no. I was like, that's very bold to put yourself out there <laughs> like that. Hi, I'm the Quaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is one place in uh, the St. Louis and surrounding metro areas uh, that is a active Quaker church, at least the only one that advertises on the Internet. And again, not advertises, but it's even listed on the Internet. And I know because I looked into it before because I was like, I need Honest- something in my life. Honestly, there's more churches devoted to Satan than that in exactly. the St. Louis area, no doubt. No and, doubt. And way more synagogues, you know? So, I mean, the sense of like, okay, where, I mean, could it be an amalgamation of both? Yeah, it, it absolutely could. Uh, the timeline is a little bit sketch, but the thing is, is like, yeah, people care if it's anti-Semitic. People don't care if it's anti-Quaker because there aren't any. <laughs> well, exactly. But okay, so here's somebody who works in corporate America in a creative field. What happened? I 100%, this is my guess. What happened is some creative made this beautiful design and they sent it to their boss. And their boss was like, I just want it to pop. I just <laughs> I just need it to pop more. And so they were like, well, fucking A. And they just drew a triangle. And they were like, there you go. It there. pops. It pops. And then by that point, they had the customary, um, you know, the appropriate amount of reviews and approvals. So they just said, send it out. There you go. And that's where witches came from. Ended up in that that children's book started to be picked up. And- middle management. <laughs> we should make middle managers wear pointy hats <laughs> so we can identify them. And they're packed with the Satan that is the 1%. <laughs> So that's it. There we have it. That's the super sketch history of the witch's hat. And the short answer to the question at the top is the witch's hat anti-Semitic? No, at least not Not more than anything else. we can prove. Exactly. (laughs) So wearing a witch's hat, whatever, do it. It might have been inspired by the Uden cat, but there's no way to know. It's one of those tropes that is so old. We truly do not know where it came from and where those roots are. Uh, We just have a bunch of theories, so pick what you like, leave the rest, wear what you want, 
and enjoy your spooky season. But if you wear a witch's hat, I'm low-key judging you. Uh, I have an awesome witch's hat. I loved it. I bought it when I was at a spirit Halloween store in like 2005. I wasn't going to be a witch that year. I just liked it so much. I was like, I have to have this one. I've worn you... it several times, but I, yeah, I just, I like well, it. Okay, I did see witches' hats that were like made handmade and like handcrafted at the pagan mm-hmm. festival here at my by me. They were cool. Oh yeah, I was like, okay, I can get behind that because that's made with love, mm-hmm. right? Well, mine They're... was mass made, but it's still really cool. And yeah, and it, like if you're wearing it in appreciation, which come on, this day and age, people aren't wearing witches' outfits to be like, hee 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 hee, those <laughs> sneaky Jews. No. <laughs> They're like, I'm wearing this because I have crystals in a tarot and I believe in the supernatural. So, you know, I guess do you do you. It's just all about intent. As it goes back to all of those costumes that will get you canceled, it's all about intent. So be witches. Dress however you think a witch dresses. But most importantly, be witches. And also just throw it on when it's Halloween night and you already had all those parties and you already put on all your makeup for all the parties. And then you're like, it's Tuesday. I don't want to put on my Halloween costume. So I'm just going to be Halloweeny and put on this witch hat and hand up candy at my door on a Tuesday. Yeah, night. put on put on the hat, but also like put on a little something, something, you know, a little tight, maybe some fishnets. I'm just saying we all That's exhausting. It. It's a Tuesday night, Rachel. I'm not going to put on fishnets. I'm eating Reese's and watching The Evil Dead. But we Between doorbell it. rings. I'm just saying, if you do, I appreciate it. As a 100% heterosexual woman, I'm like, you look good. I like it. I like the vibes. I appreciate the effort. And who, does, who doesn't like to look at like shapely women? Sorry. That's, that's the world we live in. All right. Well, that's a wrap on this one. We will see y'all in another two weeks. Don't forget, everybody. Tell your buddies. Share the podcast. Leave a review for us little nobodies. Be the cool kid that's into a podcast that no one else has heard of and be like, oh, I got this cool podcast you should listen to. It's called Impolite Society. Be the illustrator who first drew a pointy hat on a witch. (laughs) You can set the trend. But the most important thing, do not forget, never, ever forget, especially on a cold, eerie night in October, Stay rude and keep marching to the beat of your own drums.